Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH, and we do welcome it. Chelsea Messenger. Chelsea, uh, it was an odd wild card weekend. Not a good one in my pocketbook. Um the divisional round, though, is up next, and we wipe the slate clean. How are you today? Yeah, doing well. I'm just thinking about the nerves I'll have to push back when fading the Kansas City Chiefs going on Kansas Radio. Look at look, not looking forward to it, but listen, eight and a half points. This is a big spread for the Chiefs to cover. I, I don't think well, that you're going to catch much grief on that, Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs don't ever cover. Like, it, it they've covered, what, <laughs> once in the last however many weeks? And and I, we sit here, I, I don't know that anybody's comfortable with eight and a half points at this point in the NFL. Nobody covered last week. Yeah, and that's the thing. The numbers back that thought train up. Because over the last six, uh, the Chiefs are two and four against the spread in that stretch. And also, Patrick Mahomes over the last three years – as a favorite of eight and, uh, eight and a half points or more, has only covered 38% of the time, just 11 and 18 against the spread. So I'm not sure what it is, uh, if it's just the Chiefs wanting to play with their food. And after seeing that ring around the rosy play uh, in the last game, <laughs> uh, was it against the Raiders? It just goes yeah. into that thought train that maybe, you know, the Chiefs don't cover. I think they probably win against the Jags. But still, eight and a half, I think, is too many points for me to want to lay with the Chiefs. So I think that's my favorite underdog to cover of the week is the Jags plus eight and a half. Is there anything you can take away from the Jags comeback from a week ago against the Chargers? Like, for instance, would you feel more comfortable with Kansas City covering like the first half spread, knowing that the Jags came back in that huge comeback in the second half last week? Um, I think it's kind of a dead number because usually the first half spread is just whatever the full game spread is in half. So it'd be four and a half. So like if it was like two and a half or something, you know, where it's a field goal or something, I would play it. Yeah. But that's the thing about first half spreads. Like you kind of have to take the number that they give you. I get what you're saying, but also the Jags for the first half of the season, were a first half team. So I'm not sure which Jags team we're going to get. And a lot of that was just the Chargers being the Chargers. Uh, but still, I think I remember taking the points with the Jags last time around. They were getting nine and a half, and the Chiefs won by 10. So we'll see if it's uh, a similar result. But I think if I'm betting on something, it's still going to be taking the eight and a half. Um, so, eight and a half. The other piece of this, and this is really interesting and probably has no real value in your world Trevor Lawrence is 37 and 0 ever, like all time, between high school, college, and the NFL when he plays on Saturdays. 37-0 and on Saturdays, this is a Saturday game. Do you make anything of stuff like that, or is it just fun, quirky stuff that you can ignore when betting? 
Yeah, no. How many NFL games has he played on a Saturday? Like, has to be less than three, right? Two. (laughs) Yeah, two. That's not a a sample size that you take into account. I think when you're talking about notable trends, it at least needs to be 10 games. I think that's what's considered, like, a a good chunk of uh, a valuable, like, you know, size of uh, things to consider. So, no, two games, no, absolutely not. Well, Chelsea, it looks like for this game, at least I'm seeing some player props um, already because the game is on Saturday. Uh, any Anybody in particular you like, Travis Etienne or maybe Jarek McKinnon, Travis Kelsey for TD scores, anything on the player side that you like? Uh, just based on the matchup and what we've seen all season long, the Chiefs have been a good team to back the receiving yards of opposing running backs. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is about their defense, but that's been the go-to play. Uh, so for most of the season, they were top five when it comes to receiving yards for opposing running backs. I think Travis Etienne fits that mold quite nicely as somebody who has pretty good hands as a running back. Uh, I think we do see some dunk down passes to Travis Etienne. So maybe in the prospect market, that's where to go. Yeah, that's a, at eight. it's just 18 and a half right now. I was just looking at BetMGM at that. Um, so it's not like a massive number. You can get that obviously with one catch if he breaks one loose. That's an interesting one uh, that we'll certainly keep in mind. All right, the rest of the field, we can just kind of take them game by game since there's only four Giants-Eagles. And, you know, this is an interesting one. Round three, I feel like the Giants are hot. The Eagles, who've had to deal with, you know, injuries to Hurts and all of these things, I I got this weird itch in the back of my head. I I think the points look real good. But I'm not so sure the money line doesn't look like a dart throw here. I think the Giants could win this game. Yeah, I think this is the time of year where it's really tough to ignore your gut because, you know, you've watched these teams for the entire year, and that's exactly kind of how I feel. But I just don't have anything to back it up. Uh, the Eagles have been so good at home, and it's hard to take, like, the past four games into account because they haven't been covering numbers, but it's just because – you know, Gardner Minshew's been their quarterback, or they're playing in meaningless games. So remember the last time these two faced off at full strength, it was not even close. The Giants got absolutely walloped 48-22. to Maybe the X factor in this one is that the Eagles have not been great at stopping mobile quarterbacks. So instead of taking a look at the spread for me, which I think is tricky, especially at 7.5, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones over his rushing prop. Uh, he has hit this number of back-to-back games with over 70 rushing yards in both of these. And the Eagles have struggled against mobile quarterbacks this year. Justin Fields had 95 rushing yards. Dak Prescott had over 40. So I think that is the way to go. And why would you not try to use this to your advantage? In the postseason, we'll see quarterbacks probably running for more yards than they do in the regular season because they're not saving their bodies for anything. It's win or go home. So I think we see a lot of Daniel Jones. We've seen at least 10 rush attempts from him in back-to-back games. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more design runs here trying to uh, level the playing field between the Eagles and the Giants. So Daniel Jones using his feet, that would be my best bet. So I want to follow up on the conversation about the spread on this game at 7.5. It looks like right now about 70% of the bets uh, are on the Giants to cover the spread. Is that more about people being bullish on the Giants to cover or fading the Eagles? I think it's on the Giants. But one thing you have to remember is, yes, Daniel Jones looked like a franchise quarterback last week, but it was against the Vikings, who are the worst secondary in the entire NFL. 
So I think you have to take that into mind when saying, oh, well, the Giants are going to score a bunch of points again. You know, their offense looks amazing because it's a totally different matchup. The Eagles have one of the best secondaries in the entire NFL. So I think it's going to be a little bit tougher on this Giants offense. And that's been the problem with the Giants sometimes uh, this season is their offense sometimes struggles a little bit. So uh, I think I'm still leaning towards Philadelphia here. But if it was at seven, I'd definitely take the Eagles. But you're right, the public all over the Giants here. It's I love that Daniel Jones prop too. It's around forty yards, and he's he's been all over that. How how much do you think that can change? You mentioned quarterbacks don't you know they run a little bit more in the postseason. I and I agree with that. I think that's a, kind of a Dak Prescott thing too, and we'll get to that game in a little bit. But the Giants maybe have unlocked things, or can, is it one game against the Vikings and? we don't need to, you know, overreact to what we saw in that one game versus what we saw over the course of a season. Well, I think it's both. You could take that theory on both sides of the ball because right now I think people are kind of undervaluing the Eagles because we haven't seen them at full strength. And now they get a full week off to rest and recover. And it sounds like Jalen Hurts is 80% to 90%, which it's still a pretty good thing, you know, compared to other quarterbacks across the league. He's still a good quarterback and plays on a really solid team. So I think it's also a buy-low spot on the Eagles. I know it's seven and a half, but I think the public is seeing the last game. They're saying, oh, this Giants team's really good. And I will say the Giants 5-0 and against the spread in their last five. So the market has not been correct on this Giants team. But still, don't look past the Eagles. I know they haven't been uh, top of mind lately, but could be a sleeping giant, especially I like them in the Super Bowl. Well, Chelsea, the heavyweight matchup of the weekend, the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday afternoon. Uh, of course, we all know what happened the last time these two teams met, uh, but the game is in Buffalo. The Bills uh, are five-point favorites at home right now. What do you think of this game? I mean, I, I feel like not only – can the Bengals cover, but I think the Bengals can win the game. So I, I kind of like them on the money line. What are your thoughts? This is another game where the public is all over the Bengals, but yet the one is moving the other direction. This one opened at three and a half, but now it's up to five and a half in some spots. And I think it's because of a ton of injuries on the offensive line for the Bengals. But my gut keeps saying, well, the Bengals had a ton of uh, offensive line issues last year and they made it to the Super Bowl. So I am very torn on this one but I will not be betting on the Bengals simply because that line movement is pretty drastic. Like a two-point change within a couple of days, somebody must be hammering something, and I think it has to do with the injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, that's that's another interesting one. I, I'm on the Bengals of that too, but we, we wondered about that yesterday when we were looking at that. What what do you make of Buffalo? Because Buffalo, we've been told, is the you know the juggernaut all year. Are there any trends with Buffalo right now that back up the fact that it doesn't seem like they've been playing as well as people think they have, or or what is that? Is Buffalo as good as you know as advertised? It seems strange to me that you're right. It just almost seems like they are almost assumed that they're in the AFC championship. Doesn't that feel like what it is? Because people are just saying, oh, Bill's Chiefs, AFC Championship, can't wait. Um, but if you look at the big numbers where they've had to cover anything more than a field goal, it seems like during the last five-game stretch, the only teams they've covered those numbers are against very bad teams. Uh, I think it was against the Bears and somebody else that was not very good. 
So I think that's the problem. I just I think at some point this line gets too big, and we'll see the Bengals at least cover. Maybe they don't win, but we saw in the Super Bowl last year. The Bengals, once again, undervalued, and even though they didn't win the Super Bowl, they still covered the three and a half. So uh, I think I would lean towards the Bengals, but again, that line movement is scaring me. When you've got a game, Chelsea, that features all of these big-time explosive playmakers, uh, when you're looking at the Bills and the Bengals, like Stephon Diggs uh, on one side, Gabe Davis also on that side, but then Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, what's the best way to bet player props in a game like this where you've got so much talent on both sides of the ball? Yeah, the trend to watch is Gabe Davis in the postseason, and you Chiefs fans probably remember his name because, what, he had four touchdowns against you guys last year, and they call him Big Game Dave. We don't like to talk about that. But that's the thing. Like, if you are looking (laughs) for a prop, it's been Dave Davis scoring touchdowns in the postseason. Over his last mm, two seasons in the postseason, which it's only one game this year, he has six touchdowns. Had a touchdown last week in their first postseason game, and so right now he's plus 160 to score a touchdown. For some reason, this is the guy that comes up big in the big-time situations. And also, I think that's something to do with uh, opposing defenses probably showing a little bit more attention to Stephon Diggs, so maybe it leaves Gabe Davis open. But, yeah, I think he's the play in the player prop market. I think one of the more confusing games is the last game. Uh, Cowboys, Niners, it's a rematch from a year ago. And I think it's the most confusing because the Cowboys are the most confusing, right? We've seen them lose to the Commanders and look totally awful and dominate the Buccaneers and look fantastic on the road. I think because we – how do you predict Dallas at this point who could win this game, who could win a Super Bowl, or could get shut out and beat by 30 points? Yeah, I think this is like a a boyfriend that has a lot of red flags because on paper – they should be a good team. And when Dak Prescott is playing well, they have the potential to, you know, play with anybody. But the problem is, red flag number one, Mike McCarthy, time management, not a strong suit. And you're playing in a close game. This is not the coach I'd want to trust. I would much rather trust Kyle Shanahan. Uh, red flag number two, their kicker. Their kicker who missed a historic four PATs last time around. Do we think his confidence is just going to magically snap back into form if it's a close game against the Niners? But still, all these red flags, the potential for the Cowboys, I do think they have plenty of talent. And if Dak Prescott continues playing well, because that's been the problem for the Cowboys. He has had some bad games where he's thrown a bunch of picks, and it's taken him out of it. So if we see the Dak that we saw last week, I think they're fully capable of the upset here. And what you have to consider with the Niners they played a really easy schedule. Uh, when you look at these teams that Brock Purdy has faced, I think the Cowboys are probably going to be the toughest defense he's faced. Like, look at the schedule. Play the Seahawks twice, the Cardinals, the Raiders. The Chargers are kind of good on defense, but wouldn't put them on the same level as the Cowboys. So it's going to be a much tougher task for Brock Purdy, who really hasn't been challenged, at least by good defense. Chelsea, what's your favorite player prop value bet in this last game? Uh, I, I really think that, you know, the Cowboys, it was pretty apparent a week ago, they wanted to focus their offensive efforts on the tight end, Dalton Schultz. Um, he's getting, he's plus 225 for an anytime touchdown in this game. Do you like them going back to the tight end in this game with the 49ers, or is there somebody else you're looking at? 
Uh, I don't think it would be a great matchup to play Cowboys props just because it's such a good defensive matchup because the Niners best probably one of the best defenses in the NFL as well. I think in the props market, you lean heavily on Christian McCaffrey because he's been the guy. Anytime touchdown is pretty juicy at minus 150, I believe. Maybe throw it in a parlay or something. But even his rushing yard is total because I think some of the pressure should be taken off Brock Purdy in this win. Uh, Kyle Shanahan knows they're going against one of the tougher secondaries in the league. So why wouldn't you run the football and hand the, the ball off to one of your playmakers? Christian McCaffrey's had a touchdown in six straight games. And when you have a running back who also can catch passes, you know, in the red zone, I think usually those are really solid plays for any time touchdown. So Christian McCaffrey, any time touchdown, I think it's a good one. He's hitting six straight. Chelsea, good luck this weekend. Uh, let's all win some bets and let's all win some money and get ready for the AFC championship and NFC championship and then Super Bowl and get into all the wacky stuff should be fun. We appreciate it. Um, here we go. Yeah, thanks for having me. Best of luck to your chief. Thank you, thank you. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Tommy and I will come back. We'll continue. we got Tim Fitzgerald, K-State Insider, coming up at the top of the hour. We've got some things to give away in our next segment and hit on a couple other storylines. We'll do it as Sports Daily rolls forward. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.